Welcome to episode 16. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you like it, please share it with a friend and consider rating this podcast so others can find it. And if you're new here, also welcome. I This podcast is completely unscripted. I typically don't know what I'm going to say until I hit record. So hopefully you don't think it's trash. Um, and I hope you stick around. Yay. <laughs> so this week, it was interesting. I... A few people actually reached out to me this week that I haven't spoken to in years, right? Um, a few from church, but also a few from like a past life. I'm talking about maybe mm, could be three or four years. So I one person haven't spoken to that person in over a decade. And it was interesting, you know, the first time, you know, w when I saw the message, the text message pop up on my phone, my initial thought was, why is this person messaging me? And not in a, you know, I don't want this person messaging me kind of way. It was more of a, wow, this person still has my number. I mean, why did they think to reach out to me? Um, it was, I guess it was kind of humbling in a sense, right? That That's the vibe I'm going for. It was, it was humbling. And, you know, um, it made me think a lot about Elder Gong's talk in general conference about ministering and, you know, about the fact that pretty much you need to build relationships but you also need to maintain them and now I can tell you I um I'm pretty decent at building relationships like you know I I can build rapport I'm not perfect at it but um I've done pretty well for myself but I struggle extremely with maintaining relationships and there's a reason for that there's a reason for that so I am an introvert. And by introvert, I don't mean shy. I am not shy. I mean, I was shy when I was a toddler, but I'm not shy. By the way, if you're hearing loud sounds, there's nothing I can do about my neighbor and his activities. I apologize. Anyways, yes. So I am an introvert. And by that, I mean, you know, anytime I have any social excursions, I do need some time afterwards to decompress and recharge by myself because it takes a lot of energy for me to be social, especially if I have to be really social consecutive days in a row. Um, aside from that, I've come to realize that I am a loner and if there's anyone else out there who is a loner, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I just, it's, I'm, I'm socially awkward. 
I'm socially awkward in that I will have good interactions with people and you know they're around for a while and stuff but then you know I keep them close to my heart like those interactions and those feelings like I even in my brain things things are just very abstract so it's like I'll have thoughts and feelings, mostly feelings attached to something. So it's like, oh, you know, I feel good around this person. Oh, I think they're cool and all of that stuff. And then I don't talk to them for a year or two years. And I'm still thinking that they're cool and stuff. But that's just not how everyone else works, right? You have to maintain communication for (laughs) relationships to thrive, mostly. I think there's only one friend I have where I remember... She and I didn't speak for, I think, a year. And she reached out to me and she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so horrible. I hope you're OK. <laughs> and I thought nothing of it because I'm like, girl, I likewise. <laughs> and we just reconnected like nothing changed. It, we were just cool. But that's not the norm. Right. Um, so she understood how I am that. You know, that's just kind of how I am personally. I'm very reclusive like that. Um, And it takes a lot for me to go out of my way in a sense. Um, Or to to come out of my shell in that sense. Out of shell? I don't don't know. Because I just, I'm okay doing stuff alone. Like, you know, I'm I'm okay just kind of being by myself. Of course, I like having people around me, but... I'm also okay being by myself and doing stuff by myself and I can entertain myself, you know? Um, But maintaining relationships, particularly friendships I'm talking about, um, there's a lot of work that has to be done to maintain them and people want that, you know? Um, I know that, like, they're probably... Uh, one or two other people where that's kind of like a requirement. They need that. Like, they want to be social. Pick up the phone and they'll just call you out of the blue kind of thing. Um, or they'll video call you out of the blue and stuff. But that's just not me. And that's where I need to adjust or bend because they're great people and stuff. It's not really my thing but it's their thing you know and if you want these relationships to thrive then you have to do the work right um so I thought about ministering a lot too because of that talk um that's the talk that I was actually reading this week and some of the stories you know this guy that he finally wanted to hear from the missionaries you know, he was saying to his wife that he doesn't want any white shirts in the house, you know, missionaries. And at one point he was listening. He was ready to listen once his friend could come. And who was his friend? That was the <laughs> ministering um, brother <laughs> who became really good friends with him. Um, he was ministering to him for 10 years, right, to that family. And because the, the, the wife was a member and I mean, imagine if he really stopped. Ten years is a long time, um, especially now, right? With that whole Insta culture, you know, TikTok culture, all of that. Things go by on rapid file, right? Like 30 seconds is way too long to view something. Um, 
not for me though because i actually you know i'm still a millennial so i still like long form stuff like you know 20 minute youtube videos or 30 minute youtube videos if they're teaching me something or if they're vlogs and things like that you know i I still enjoy that kind of content but whatever i digress um he was still able to maintain that relationship for 10 years and it ended up with this guy being baptized and being sealed to his wife and you know his family that's amazing that's amazing so imagine if we were able to have that kind of commitment with everyone whether it's our friends our family um and of course you know members um of our church and even just you know other people that we meet like it doesn't even have to be it can be very low commitment right i'm not telling you to go out there and um you know go and 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 go have lunch with everyone right no but even something as simple as hey how are you doing you were on my mind hope you're okay something like that because interestingly enough since those people reached out to me i actually it prompted me to reach out to i think two people this week that i haven't spoken to in a very long while either and i just reached out um one of them we actually you know scheduled like um a meetup but um we had in the end we had to reschedule but i mean that's fine that's beyond the point the point is we actually reconnected a little bit you know and that felt good um it is something that i do have to work on i suck at maintaining relationships friendships in particular right i suck at that because i am a loner and i am introverted so (laughs) it takes a lot of effort to really put myself out there to be in social settings and it takes a lot of energy but it's necessary and you know through ministering i think that's really ministering is just friendship um i don't think i've felt that just yet in my ward um but you know it's a work in progress like i haven't been doing it either but it is important yes we came into this world alone but and we're going to go out alone yeah but the lord arranged us in family units for a reason because he didn't want us to go through life alone even though i'm a loner right but he does not want us to go through life alone he actually wants us to experience it with others and well at least that's what that's what i think about it i think he wants us to experience it with others he wants us to be in families and experience life with our families he wants us to have friends and you know friends in the kingdom and and just be able to experience life with them he wants us to be able to go out there and make friends with other people and bring the gospel to them right so 
it's not just us staying in our little ward cliques, right? It's about actually talking to others outside of the church too. And hopefully, you know, sharing this wonderful gospel message with them um, through our actions, through, you know, our deeds and sometimes with words. And um, so that they can come on to him too. Now, I don't do this perfectly, you know. Please know that. I do not. I do not. Um, it is something that I am working on because especially, interestingly enough, since the pandemic, I've been a lot more reclusive than normal. And the reason for that, it's many things, really. Um, body image issues because now, you know, <laughs> I, I call it COVID weight. And so if I'm working to, I don't, I just, I've gained so much weight and I'm like, wow, I really don't want anyone to see me like this that I haven't seen in a while. And they're like, wow, you got so big, that kind of thing. You know, that's all in my head. If they say it, they're mean. And if they don't say it, well, they don't say it, right? It just shouldn't matter to me. But, you know, that's a thing because body image is something that I've struggled with all my life, all my life. From I was a teenager all the way up to adulthood. And, you know, I'm in my 30s right now. And I still struggle with that. Um, I wasn't a big girl ever. But, you know, just understand that. For those of you who know, you know that body image is not necessary. It doesn't have to be because you are overweight or anything like that you can actually be very skinny and still have body image issues you know body dysmorphia knows no face it just is a thing right great um you know that's one aspect also um as dealing with certain things like you know certain health scares in my family and things like that and going through divorce and all of that kind of thing it just it really took a toll on me, you know. Um, sometimes we we think that we're we're strong and we're resilient and we're okay, and we are. But then another challenge comes, and it really tests your faith. And those things happened to me, and you know because of that, I just became really reclusive. I think now I'm starting to slowly, very, 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 very slowly, um, trying to re-emerge a bit trying to find things that bring me joy um you know the gospel is one of course um because reconnecting with the gospel in a in a different way also i'm still trying to make sure that i'm feeling fulfilled through that you know through you know being more in being more spiritual with my um gospel learning so that I can feel fulfilled, you know. Um not just empty reading or empty studying, but actually absorbing it, studying it, learning it and applying it to my life. Um boy, this this episode feels like it's all over the place, but bear with me. Um yeah, so I just think that it's so important to keep those, to, to really put yourself out there and try to connect with people. 
um, sometimes you really don't know what they're going through and it really, you might be surprised how just one message or one phone call or one visit could uplift someone even just a little bit um even if it's not something you do on the regular i know that you know circumstances life is challenging and there will always be challenges but thankfully um or they're not permanent right we're challenged for a time and the lord gives us the tools to overcome them right and the tools are our scriptures praying and the savior himself <laughs> right through him we can overcome any challenge but sometimes we have to stay the course and it's sometimes it's lengthy i know that there are times when i um like ugh, you know you have a challenge and you're like man why why do i have this why do i have to go through this and you don't control your life I mean, some things that happen to us, it's because of our own decisions. But there are some things that do happen to us that it was completely out of our control. There's nothing we could have done about it, you know, to, to, to prevent it from happening. It just, it just happened. It just happened. And the only thing that we really can control is our ultimate response to a situation. Now, hear me out. I did not say or initial reaction. There's a difference. There is a difference. Because if someone slaps me, right? <laughs> if someone slaps me across the face, my initial reaction is not to turn the other cheek. I am not Christ. My initial reaction is going to be either to run away or to slug this person back, depending on, you know, if I think I can take them, right? But... That's my initial reaction in my head. However, we need to calm down and not do our initial reaction like that knee-jerk reaction. Right. That's, that's, that's not okay. That's not what we're supposed to do because we really are human and the human in us is going to probably not align with the spiritual man inside of us. So, that's what the initial reaction is. But our ultimate response is the one that we actually give outwardly, right? Because sometimes the initial response, yeah, it could be instinctive and, you know, the public sees it. You know, you slap them back. Or it could just be an argument in your head where you're like, what is going on here? Why is this person slapping me? I want to slap them back, blah, 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 blah. And you do this whole mini rant vent thing in your head. Or maybe, you know, depending on the situation, maybe you go and scream into a pillow or maybe you vent to a friend or something and to calm down. So those are like initial reactions. But 
So the public may see it. Hopefully they don't. But sometimes they do. But most of the times those things are like within your own private domain. And the ultimate response is what you give to the public domain. So maybe at that point, after that slap, and you really had a a moment to sit with it, you know, let it wash over you a bit. And maybe you said a prayer in your heart and you felt prompted to just say, you know, I don't appreciate that, but I understand. And then maybe you guys talk it out and you're fine. I don't know. I'm not telling you what to do in those situations. But the point I'm making is the only thing that we can control is the ultimate response to the situation. So we probably have to feel through that initial reaction. Please don't let it be public. And then we'll figure out that ultimate response in the end. Um, and so all around the world and back to say what? I initially felt weird when these people reached out to me. Some, as I said, were church members and some were people just from past lives. And I felt weird at first. And it also felt weird to me to reach out to other people as well. And because of my own insecurities and I realized that you know sometimes you just have to get out of your head it's not all about you it actually never is about you really it really it hardly ever is about you and you you know it's it's just better to maybe take a deep breath and say a little prayer and see where it takes you that's that's what I'm saying. So bringing this back to ministering, because that's what it reminded me of, that even though, um, I don't know, sometimes it feels very overwhelming and hard, because even right now I have ministering assignments. Have I reached out to any of them? Not one. Not one. But um, it doesn't have to feel overwhelming and it doesn't have to feel hard. It doesn't. And I think just being, just trying to reach out to people and be a friend to them, maybe just one person, it helps them, yes, but I think it also does something for us too. You know, it does something for us, it makes us feel more connected. Like, even though I am a loner, as I said, you know, you, you still want, I don't know, a community of loners. I don't know. I don't know how to say that. But yeah, it would be nice to have that. Um, a community of people who kind of understand, you know, they have similar experiences or, or thoughts or something. And, so, you know, you guys can bond over that. Like, oh, you know, yeah, kind of on the same wavelength you know and it's nice but you won't know that unless you reach out to people and that's something that ministering offers us 
helps us to reach out to people that we probably wouldn't have reached out to normally but really try to stay the course and build a friendship um that's something that i'm going to work on because there's a sister as i said that reached out to me and you know we had a really good conversation in the week and stuff and i'd like to see where that goes you know to build on it to see how um i don't know how how we can develop and what will come off it right even though i don't think she's not she's not my assigned minister and sister and i'm not assigned to her she just felt to reach out she literally followed a prompting and felt to reach out so i think i need to do that more often um interestingly enough i was reading my patriarchal blessing today and it spoke a lot about um you know um the person that i am my strengths and things that i need to do i mean yes it sounds so vague because that's what everyone's patriarchal blessing says but yes it said that and the vibe that i'm getting from it no reading it no is that i need to um just naturally reach out to people wow okay you know my back hurts because some reason i've just been doing really horrible posture especially when i am doing these podcast episodes so i'm shifting the mic okay right um the vibe that i've been getting is to you know kind of move beyond the norm um like you know step outside myself for a bit and actually try to reach out to others because you know the gifts and talents that i've been blessed with they weren't just there to bless me right they're there to bless me yes but they're also there to bless other people and in blessing other people they will in turn bless me as well um or you know like just by feeling more fulfilled i guess you know because fulfilled in purpose um i don't want to be like the guy with the talent that buried it and then it went away i want to be like one of the guys that multiplied their talents you know um and it's funny like thinking about that multiplying talents thing I used to, when I was younger, think about it in terms of money. And yeah, of course, that's great. But when I really think about it, it's like, how do we multiply our talents? Or how do we really grow and develop our talents? Truth be told, it's possible that for us to grow and develop our talents, we need people to do that with. We, we need others. We need others, right? How do you develop your gift of charity if you don't extend charity to others, right? How do you um, benefit from um, being intelligent or, or, or something like that if you don't use your intelligence to help others? Um, yeah, it's just things. 
How do you nurture and develop a talent? And how do you adequately use it if you're not using it with others? So that was something I thought about. Um, So yeah, that's something that I want to do. I want to start reaching out to people more. I don't have it perfectly down pat, but I will try to... Maybe I won't reach out to 10 people one time. I think that would probably be so overwhelming for my little introverted brain, right? But maybe I can reach out to one, maximum two people, and try to maintain that for a while. And then maybe after doing that for a while, I'll form a habit of it and I can move on to another person, right? Well, not move on, but add another person maybe i don't know we'll we'll see we'll workshop it but ultimately it's something that i think is important and i never really gave it much thought before i think especially before the pandemic it's just it kind of felt like one of those things to do okay you got assigned some sisters you need to go and minister to them and then that's it but no i'm looking at things differently and um i don't know is this do you have a crisis at mid 30 i don't know but maybe maybe that's it i don't know so i'm looking at things differently now and i think that it's important to extend ourselves to people and just make friends um and i think that's how we'll bring others to the gospel of jesus christ and i think also that's how we will strengthen our own testimonies and that's how we'll be able to strengthen others in the church and to maybe even stay in the church because we have a friend i don't know um thank you for listening to this very long-winded episode that i am not sure if the point came across i hope there was a point to this but If you take anything from it, just, I don't know, think about who you could just reach out to and be a friend to. I know that our Savior is our ultimate best friend. It may not always seem that way, especially when we're in challenges, but he's the one person that is always there we might shun him and stuff i mean not not like on purpose but we're not talking to him we're not reaching out to him we're not reaching out to his hand for help but he's always there when we do come back when we are the prodigal son and we return he is always there with his arms wide open to receive us and to you know help us and hopefully just maybe we could maybe in some fractional way be that for someone else and i say these things in the name of jesus christ amen